welcome to the Sharon Brown Podcast. This is Sharon Brown, and this episode is Exposing Government Pseudo-Mental Illness System Promoted by Hollywood and Christian Sellouts 3. So I'm going to go into a lot of things. Uh, the uh, scripture verse uh, speaks about how Jesus told a woman who was looking for her child to be delivered from a demon. He told her, it's not meat to give the children's bread to dogs. Now he was referring to the uncovenanted or those who were not in relationship with him as dogs. This doesn't mean that we abuse people and treat them like dogs and things like that. It just means that they are not in covenant. And so they are exposed to the elements and things uh, and a lot of things because of the fact that they are not in covenant with God. So it um, deals with their spiritual status. Uh, and uh, we don't uh, necessarily treat them accordingly, but certain things comes along with rejecting God. There are things that when you accept God, life and blessings are before you and you choose life. When you follow the devil and you don't follow God, there are curses and things that come along with it. So when people sing, bad things happen and this and that. Sometimes things happen to both people, uh, the good and the evil. Uh, and sometimes things happen specifically because God is not mocked. Uh, what you reap is what you sow. And so the wicked reap uh, the, because of their sin and their sin nature. Uh, now, uh, God uh, and, and Jesus is God in the flesh. So Jesus told the woman that she uh, would not be able to get the children's bread and, uh, it would not be given unto dogs. Now, there's a couple of things I'm going to unpack in that. So she asked him for her daughter to be delivered from a devil. He spoke about food um, and, and, and used it to say he can't give the children's bread to dogs. Well, what is the children's bread? The Bible says healing is the children's bread. So he's talking about provision for the people. He's literally saying bread. So that can mean provision. Like it's not meat to give the children's provision to dogs or children's actual bread to dogs. Or what it uh, boils down to, it's not meat to give the children's healing to dogs because healing is the children's bread and you can look that up to see that it says that in the bible so uh uh it uh she was looking for healing for her daughter so being delivered from a demon is a type of healing uh you know in the mental health system they don't necessarily uh believe that demons exist or possess people or they don't want to admit that it's true uh whatever the case may be uh most of the people in the mental health system are not even demon possessed. They are just people who disagree with the agenda of the government, like uh, drag shows and uh, sexual books for kids in school. And, you know, they disagree with the agenda and they put them in mental hospitals or on mental medication. So it's not even that these people are possessed. That's not the main reason and goal 
for the mental health system. It's not like they're saying, oh, these people are out of control and we're going to put them in the mental hospital and these people are actually demon possessed. I don't believe that's the um, majority of what's going on in the mental health system. So I, so the uh, situation with somebody being possessed, I'm mentioning it because I mentioned it uh, previously in one of the other uh, exposing government episodes. But uh, the main focus is that if you look at the pattern of what they're doing, so they're looking, if you look in New York City, where uh, Mayor Eric, Eric Adams uh, is saying he wants to put mentally, uh, uh, mentally ill people, quote unquote, in the hospitals because they can't take care of themselves. They are homeless. So now he's taking nomads, people who have chosen to be nomads. They've classified them as homeless and then he's taking them and he wants to put them in the mental institutions. Now, uh, what's going to happen? Uh, it's not going to happen because we're going to fight it. But what he wanted to happen is to take these people and put them in a mental institution and then have them on a drug regimen and they can go leave out and they be on drugs and he wants them to be on drugs. So either they will comply and go into the, uh, the uh, shelters and be herded around like cattle and kicked out during the day and have to live the homeless life anyway. So they'll be out on the street because they kicked them out in the day anyway. So it doesn't make sense to force them into the shelter because they kicked them out during the day anyway. So they live like they're homeless anyway when they're in the shelter. Okay. So, uh, now, hopefully that's not done in all the shelters, but that's the model for uh, some of the shelters that they kick them out during the day and uh, especially the men. And they force them to roam around and find trouble for themselves because they have no resting place. They don't have a place to go to the bathroom. So they're in the same position as if they were out on the street homeless. So don't let Mayor Adams fool you into thinking he's doing something good for these people when they go into the shelters. Okay, so not that they're not getting any services, but they're getting services to the bare minimum where they're still in a position that they're living like they're homeless. Uh, now, uh, the homeless people or the nomads, which they are really because of whatever happened in society that they've chosen to live a nomadic life. Uh, the government should have provisions for people who live in a nomadic life. Instead of calling it mentally ill, they should have bathrooms and showering facilities and mass bathrooms, mass showering facilities and things for people to be able to get to if they're living this nomadic life. Okay, so they target these people who are homeless or actually nomads for whatever reason. So uh, some of these people may have gotten into that situation because they had a slumlord. And I use this one in particularly because this is a lot of the people they've had slumlords. Many people are living in places now that are slums and uh, they are tenements and the landlords are abusing them. They're either living there and continuing with no heat and hot water, no refrigerator, no repairs and rodents and things like that. And they're just dealing with it. Or, and they, they're contacting the city, they're contacting the news, and guess what? The government uh, somehow is still not forcing the landlords to do the right thing. So the government is in on it when these people 
eventually decide to stop paying rent and then they get evicted for not paying rent or they uh, leave on their own and they go somewhere else uh, and they're homeless or they, they find another place. Uh, many of the people on the street have tried shelters and found it to be uh, a cattle ranch where they cattle and herd them around. They find it to be dangerous and deadly, a drug den where people use drugs. A lot of the people on the streets are not into drugs and they don't want to be around a place where drugs is uh, prominent and dominant. So a lot of the people with uh, that are uh, living a nomadic life are not crazy. Uh, and no one, none of them are crazy, but a lot of them are, are out there for their safety and their well-being and their mental health. Being in a shelter, you would be in a room with 50 people or something like that. I think maybe the family shelters, they have their own room or uh place uh, where they can close the door and they stay behind it. That might be true in the family places, but they still have control over the time that they have to come in at night and, uh, you know, some of the moving around of what they do. That should not be. They should have, have them in places like apartments, houses, or hotels where they have a free run to do what they do on their own. This is independent life. This is independence. This is freedom. They should not have to be cattle herded around and they can't go here. They can't do this. They have to leave at this time. That should not be. And if they're forcing them to go to places and rent places where they have to be out at a certain time, they can't stay in. They have not solved their problem of homelessness. They still are kicked out of their home. If they're in some kind of place or some kind of program or anything that the government has set up for them to have a living uh, situation, some kind of housing where they have to live and they can't be inside during the day, they have to go to school, they have to go to work, they have to. If it, it's, it may sound like, oh, this is motivating. No. If there's something that's forcing you to have to be outside of your home, you don't have a home. If, if they're saying you can't be in here during the day, that's not your home. That's like a shelter. That's not your home. If you don't have the right to say, I don't feel well today, I'm going to stay home and, and not have to report to anybody or get permission, then you are not living in a, an apartment or house or anything like that. You are living in a shelter and you are being herded and cattle herded around. So uh, these kind of positions that they want to put people in where people have to look over them and tell them what to do. These people don't need that kind of services and living. These people are living on the street and finding food for themselves. They're finding clothing. Many of them find ways to shower and things like that. So the narrative that all of them don't shower, that's not true. In some cases, they find places. The city may have limited uh, places where people can shower and things like that. So people shower and stuff accordingly as to what they can offer. If they had massive places many different locations, people would be able to use the bathrooms. People would be able to uh, find a place to get water. Uh, they wouldn't be dehydrated. Many of the people exhibiting symptoms when they go to the hospital, uh, they had a person hanging naked from a train or something like that, whatever the case may be. Many people, when they go into the hospitals and they put in a mental health situation, uh, they're, um, they're medicating them because they're acting erratic. Now, they're, they're medicating their behavior, but 
uh, mental meds and mental illness is a farce. It's a lark. It's fake. It's phony. It's a fraud. And the thing is that these people have been out on the street and the government and the people in the community, store owners and stuff, interfere with the people out on the street getting services that other people offer. Other concerned citizens, organizations, and even some government agencies may bring a food and necessities for these people. And then the people that work for the government or work for different places interfere and make sure the uh, nomadic homeless people don't get what they need. So then they wind up not getting water, not getting food, not getting clothes, not getting showers. And then they wind up in a bad mental situation because they're not able to sleep properly. They keep moving them along when they're trying to get some sleep wherever they are. If they keep waking them up and moving them along and pushing them along, they are being uh, tortured because they're not able to get sleep. So when you don't get sleep, it's possible that you can have some kind of episode where mentally you are not necessarily in your greatest capacity because you haven't been able to sleep properly for the uh, days passing. So daily, you're being herded along. People are telling you you can't sleep here. They're um, taking your stuff away that you sleep on and stuff. So you, um, they're messing up your sleep. They're messing up the the water that you get so you can be dehydrated, sleep deprived, have no sleep or little sleep. Uh, you don't have uh, the nutrients, the food, because they're interrupting you getting these things from people in the uh, community and organizations. Um, so uh, the fact that they're hurting people along, many uh, organizations and whatever come to different locations where they know homeless people are and they provide things for them and they provide places for them to shower and things like that. The city could add on, but the they, they need to add on and they will add on eventually. But when the, they interrupt where the people are, no one knows exactly where the people are, so they don't get the services they need, and then they wind up not having water, not having nutrients, the food, so they're dehydrated, they lack nutrients, they don't get the proper sleep because they're moved along. So then they get into this mental state where they are out, you know, they're um acting out and lashing out, and then all of a sudden the government says, Ha aha, they are mentally ill, they're doing things. So people pushing people in the tracks and people doing this and people doing that. The government has a hand in them doing these things because they understand what lack of sleep does to people. They understand what lack of nutrients does to people. They understand what lack of water and dehydration does to people. So when they're interrupting the services for these people outside, they are intentionally forcing upon them, uh, episodes of violence, episodes of some kind of uh, mental uh, instability. It's not a mental illness. It has to do with lacking nutrients. You don't have the proper nutrients. You can't think properly. You can't do whatever properly. Uh, and then some people that are outside may have been in the uh, the state hospitals or whatever hospitals, the mental hospitals, and are taking the medications and they are in a psychosis, which is not mental illness, but it is a, a drug-induced psychosis or they're dealing with effects from the medication and they're having hallucinations or whatever because of the medications they're taking that the government gave them. So 
The government's hand is not clean in this situation. And the government profits off of people and their pain. Uh, this is what, so in some situations, the government causes the pain and then profits off the pain and then uh, tries to eliminate people from the society by putting them in hospitals. They put them in there uh, for a day. They put them in there for a week, a month. They put them in there for years. They put them in there for 30 years. You can look through the uh, law uh, cases and stuff. And you can see where uh, many people who were put in the mental hospitals, uh, like 30 years later, they had to let them out because it was unconstitutional. So every cycle or so, they do this to people, uh, homeless people and different people, and they put them in these mental hospitals, and then they have to release them. And then they do it in the jails. So just to let you know, for sure, it's not by accident. They do the same thing with the jails. They uh, arrest people falsely, even though there's proof that the DA and the prosecutors and whoever did not give uh, all the information, did not give all the evidence, and there was evidence proving the person uh, was not guilty, all these kind of things. And yet the courts and everything refuse to take the case and are responsible for this person continuing to be in jail for some 30 some odd years. And then after the 30 some odd years, uh, they finally listen to their appeal or something, and then the person is let out. If you notice that pattern, it happens in the jail system, the court, and the jail system goes along with the court system, goes along with the DA, goes along with the cops who arrested them. They all take part in that. That's all their baby. And then uh, in the mental health system, they put them in the mental health system from homelessness, uh, from the court system. These these industries, they, they are kind of industries. They are intertwined. The courts, the uh, cops, the uh, judges, the uh, different things, the mental institutions, homelessness, they put them in these systems and uh, they benefit off of them or they uh, stop them from uh, having success. Now, I spoke about something where it's the Marilyn Monroe principle and the Lucifer principle. So Lucifer wanted to be God. And so he wanted to throw God off the throne. Even if you don't believe it's true, you can listen to the story and see how it makes sense. Um, so Lucifer wanted to be God. He wanted to kick God off the throne. So he's in heaven and he tries to kick God off the throne. So then Michael the archangel and his angels expel Lucifer. So Lucifer is unable to kick God out of heaven. So Lucifer is not able to kick God out of heaven. He can't kick him off the throne. Michael the archangel and his angels expel Lucifer. So Lucifer was unable to handle God and he was unable to remove him. But this is what people do in society in Hollywood, in many different places, in corporate America, when a person wants your job, like the devil wanted God's job, like Marilyn Monroe didn't want Elizabeth Taylor to be in a magazine. So she said, I'll pose nude in the magazine if you don't allow Elizabeth Taylor. So like with Lucifer and God, like with Marilyn Monroe and Elizabeth Taylor, 
I'll do this and this other person can't do that. So if I become them, they can't do what they normally do. So I stop them. So it is about impeding someone's success. And in the case where each one, it can, like with Lucifer, he really wanted to destroy God. He probably, if he could, he would really kill him. And not just as Jesus, God allowed himself to be killed as Jesus and then rise again because he's God. But if Lucifer had his way, he would uh, kill God and do away with him or either try to enslave him or something like that. Uh, so it would work either way. Some pl a plan Lucifer had to remove God to either try to enslave him or try to or just overthrow, enslave him, kick him out, or try to uh, kill him so he would not have a, a battle on his hand from the original uh, possessor of the throne. But his plan failed. Marilyn Monroe wanted to kick Elizabeth Taylor out of the magazine, so she said, I'll pose nude if you do not allow her in the magazine. So in a society today, people uh, in the uh, Hollywood industry, if one artist is functioning and is on top, either the other one has to die, uh, they die mysteriously, or the other one has to uh, be kicked out of the industry or or they cannot be offered jobs or, you know, they can, they're um, like cancel, you know, for no reason, they're canceled because this other person is going to function and try to be them or take their spot or be on top or whatever the case may be. Uh, or this person will have to function in some way that serves the other person. And in many cases, they really just don't want the person around. So uh, it's, it's in some cases when they can't get rid of the person, they'll try to enslave them or expel them. And then here we have the uh, court systems, the uh, mental hospitals, we have the uh, jails and uh, prisons. When you can't stop people uh, from being successful and progressing, they wind up putting them in mental hospitals, they wind up putting them in uh, prisons, and then uh, some people may have done uh, crimes and things like that. But if you stop people from being able to go to college, if you stop people from having a good education, if their education doesn't meet up with the other standards, and if you've been to different schools that are not necessarily in the uh, minority uh, uh, places, you will find there's a, a better teaching in those schools than there are in the minority schools. And I guess maybe some people might have made a change. That's probably why they have the charter schools to try to give people better. I can't say specifically that the charter schools are better. I think they would probably offer uh, some more things or homeschooling is good. But in some of the minority uh, community, the teaching is poor. And it's not because there are black teachers or Spanish teachers. It's because the budgeting is inferior the the uh, curriculum is inferior. Uh, like for instance, in some of the uh, neighborhoods that may be white or different uh, races, non-black and non-Spanish or whatever, they might teach them programming, and they might teach them programming in like the fifth and sixth grade. Whereas in the minority communities, they don't teach that. And in the uh, white neighborhoods or other races other than black and Spanish, they will teach them 
of four languages one per semester in like the fifth and sixth grade and in the minority communities where there's black and Spanish, they're not doing that. So uh, the people in the other uh, neighborhoods that are not minority, they are having a better shot at succeeding because they're giving them the things they need to have a variety. Because if you give people uh, four different languages in uh, in the school year, so you have the four different um, uh, parts of the school year, and let's say, for instance, they do four languages. So you have Latin, Spanish, Italian, and French. The person will find out when they're dealing with these languages if they have an affinity for any of these languages. At, at at the least, they'll just know a few words and, and come along with uh, a bunch of different languages and know a few things that they can deal with. Uh, they'll have like a cursory view or they might uh, have uh, excelled and done better. Uh, but they'll figure out also if they're interested in following the path of any of these languages and going forward in their uh their um high, their other learning when they go to the high school and then they go to college they can see if they want to pursue and continue knowing these different languages they may be able to pursue it and they will find out if they like it they will know about computer uh, programming and things at that age so if they choose to they already know how to program on a basic level and they will be able to say, I want to further myself in the computer industry and whatever. So if, I don't know if it's a fact, because black people excel anyway, they may not uh, be hired, but they have the talent, skill, know-how, and ability. Uh, and they are wise in these things and technology and stuff. But they've had to learn it on their own, read it, find it on the internet, whatever. Uh, but in the black communities they haven't been given the ability to learn how to program computers so if you find more white people who or other races who have uh excelled in technology who have excelled in programming it's not because black people don't know it it's because they weren't exposed to it when they were in the sixth and fifth grade but the white people were so when there's a disparity uh and you start to look at mental illness and people being uh you know poor and people not uh being able to take care of themselves and rent and do all these things all these things happening in society play a role in where black people are. We don't cry uh, problems and say, oh, they're doing this to us. No, these are facts. These are not, you know, suppositions that I, uh, I think this is happening. This is what is occurring. So when you have people who grew up, I don't know specifically what their syllabus is now for the children in the white community as opposed to the black children. But when you have people who grew up in the 80s uh, and the white children were learning how to program computers and getting the, uh, you know, the appetite for computers. When you start to see the startup uh, computer companies like Bill Gates and uh, uh, the different people, the IBMs, the Macintosh and all that, when you start to see those and it's white people, it's not because the black people didn't have that creativity. It's because the white students were, and this is definite, the white students were taught in the fifth and sixth grade, probably the sixth grade, to program computers. So they got the appetite for it early. So now 
when you see these people with these uh, tech companies and making email and uh, making computers and selling computers, they were trained to do this in school. And then this is the this is the after effect of the public schools putting computer programming and at least the basics in white public schools. They didn't put it in the black public schools, so you didn't see all the black tech companies come up. There are some. Just the fact that there are tech companies, I know there has to be black tech companies. There has to be some somewhere, uh, uh, people trying to get it, people actually have it, and it's not necessarily known, but it has to be out there. Uh, it's just not something that they would show on the news. So the languages, uh, many, uh, and don't get me wrong, black people excel in these areas too. But imagine where they would be if they had parity, if there was the same kind of teaching in the different schools. And I'm not talking about private schools, public schools in New York City and around the country were teaching young white kids how to program computers. So the boom of technology from white people happened and not just that they're doing it because black people have technology too, but the people accepted the technology from white people and it's sold, sold and produced and people purchase it. And so they accepted it from them. Now, uh, this is something that was particularly planned to make sure one set of group had it and they, the others didn't. Because if you are in charge of all the schools, you understand the programs that are in the specific schools and the different schools. And you know certain schools are not getting it and certain schools are. And you understand that some uh, places are where melanated people are and some places are where non-melanated people are. And the non-melanated people have all the programs and all the things that will lead you to uh, uh, some kind of business or some kind of uh, job or uh, some kind of career that will give you wealth, that would give you uh, standing in the community, that would give you uh, creativity, new ideas, etc. So they were not giving this in the black communities. And uh, the so for the languages, uh, when you go into the black communities and some of the things you might have found typing, you may have found typing, but you weren't going to find the um, programming for computers. And if they did have it in some of the black schools, that would have been scarce. So it was not parity. So now you push to today. These adults, some of these people are out in the street. <clears throat> They've had their problem with the landlords. They've had their problem with layoffs. They they have many different problems. So there's it's not some people get divorced and then they wind up homeless. Some people uh somebody dies in their family, they wind up homeless. There are many things. None of it has to do with mental illness. That's the biggest farce that there is that homelessness is because of mental illness. That's not it. And then there are many people who are uh, physically disabled and the government will not declare them disabled and they wind up being uh, homeless. And then they have to deal with being homeless and being disabled on top of that out in the street. Uh, so it's just a 
a vicious cycle. And then people who are trying to get on uh, Social Security, uh, what happens is that the government usually denies people uh, multiple times and then finally says, yes, you qualify for Social Security. So this is the problem. For the time that the uh, Social Security denied this person and did not give them the funds that they that belong to them, I believe they should be penalized. Uh, first of all, they need to find out if it was criminal and intentional, and if they uh, intentionally did not allow this person to get uh, the Social Security that they were supposed to get because uh, they they knew they were. Uh, physically disabled but they were trying to stop and impede their success and you can be successful if you're on uh different benefits or whatever the thing is that they uh purposely and intentionally try to make sure it's hard for them and they want them to get into the situations where they would be evicted they would be in a shelter they would be in the street so they map out people's lives and then some people they get into the street they wind up in jail they wind up in prison, they wind up in a mental hospital, they wind up in a forensic hospital. All kinds of things can happen because someone was denied Social Security that belonged to them. So the government is implicit and complicit in uh, in homelessness or people being forced to live a nomadic life. So don't let the government fool you like we're rescuers, we're saving these people from homelessness. You're forcing people into homelessness. Uh, some people go to try to get funds to help pay for bills that uh, they incurred because they couldn't pay their bill, they lost their job, or because they had to pay uh, expenses because the landlord was not giving them heat. They had to buy heaters. They had to buy their own refrigerator. They had to make their own repairs, or they had to go to a hotel. Whatever the case may be, uh, there are reasons, there are legal, legitimate reasons why people weren't paying rent but they still got evicted because the courts went along with the landlord and evicted them. And many of the courts understand these are uh, people that are slumlords and have a variety of uh, problems in the apartments and houses, like no heat, no hot water, no refrigerator. If a person doesn't have a refrigerator, they would have to eat out every day and they would be paying higher rates to eat out because they would have to get hot food and water and different things like that and uh drinks to have and they couldn't have any place to make the drinks cold and keep the food cold so they would always have to have uh food prepared for them that costs more so these people who are, are living in a slum with slumlords they have excessive fees that come out from them not having the services in their apartments. And then the landlord takes them to court and says they're not paying their rent. And so they get kicked out because they didn't pay their rent, but they had other expenses because the landlord was not taking care of the apartment. If they had to buy heaters, they had to put heaters in every room. That's it. That's costly. That's more electricity. Uh, if they have to buy more sweaters and clothing and thing, if they have to buy food out all the time, if they have to uh, find a way to uh, get repairs done uh, for things in their home that's breaking down and stuff get purchase a toilet if the toilet's not working or buy water if the water is brown if the water is dark or uh you know something is wrong with it so there is a problem 
with the slumlords forcing people into homelessness. And the courts assist them, the marshals and the cops assist them by kicking them out. And then uh, when they do become homeless or they go into the shelters, it's so dangerous uh, that the cops herd them around in the streets or put them in the mental health system. So you see how they can get into all the systems by just the uh, government and the landlords working together to make them homeless. By making them homeless, you you are forcing them out because they have to pay other expenses because you're not giving them the services you're supposed to provide according to the lease. So these people are out in the street or in the shelters and they wind up committing or not committing, but they wind up in criminal situations or problems in the shelter. It can be drugs that they start when they're in the shelter. It can be uh, physical violence because they're in a room with 50 people and they get into physical fights and they wind up in the, uh, the, uh, the police wind up coming to arrest them in the, in the shelters. Then they wind up with a court case. So now the court is on them. Then the court could possibly put them in a mental hospital or a forensic hospital because something might be wrong with them, that they were violent. And then uh, it just goes around from there and it goes in a vicious cycle. And then if perchance they get convicted, they go to jail. Now they have a record and then they wind up staying in jail for whatever time or prison, then they have to go back to the uh, shelter system because they don't have a place. And then this is a vicious cycle. And then they're in the shelter and they get into another physical altercation. And then they have to go, uh, the police come and get them and they go back into, and this is how you have some people who are committing crimes and have a long rap sheet. They don't have a rap sheet by choice. There may be some people who like the criminal life or who, uh, uh, has resigned to living the criminal life because society is unfair. But the I'm, I'm showing you, and these are not just uh, me making examples. These are actual facts of things that have happened to people. And so this is how people get homeless. So the scenario where the slumlords, why is nothing happening to the slumlords? Why aren't they being arrested for torture for not giving them heat? That's an assault because they are physically um, uh, physically attacking their body by not giving them heat. They're making them stay in the cold. That's a physical situation, a physical act, action that's happening to their body, not giving them hot water. Not they they And then they complain about people who don't bathe out in the street. That's what they say. Uh, Mayor Adams said they don't bathe for a month. Some people don't bathe for a month when they're in their home. They can't afford the excess water and things like that. So they are not bathing and doing whatever, and they live inside of a home. The people are trying to make it so bad that they can force them out. Now, in some cases, the landlord tries to force the tenants out by having it so bad so that they can bring in other tenants and raise the rent. That may be a part of the reason of what they're trying to do. They can uh, be doing that. Uh, sometimes they try to say they're renting it out to a family member just because they want to kick the person out and then they never rent it to the family member. They raise the rent and, and rent it to somebody else. And guess what? Most of the times they don't do repairs in the apartment. It's still the same way. They have new tenants and then it's another cycle and then they have another, it's like a class, a graduation class. They have another graduation class of people who are going to be homeless and people who are going to be uh, put into the shelter system or the street system or a cattle around in the uh, 
If you're not going to be cattle herded around in the shelters, they're going to try to cattle herd you around in the street. So Mayor Adams has just tried to implement cattle herding on the street. So he wants to move people around, move this encampment, move that. And then he wants to put them in the hospital. And then, uh, you know, they get into the hospital. They might have fights with people in the hospital. They get medicated, all kinds of things. There's so many things. They can incur charges while they're in the mental hospital. So this is a system set up for people to fail. Uh, this is not a help system at all. America is going to get back to making things. They're going to get back to producing things. They're going to get back to creativity. They're going to get back to actually providing services and products and things and making products in America. And instead of making money off of institutionalizing people, you institutionalize them in the hospital, you institutionalize them in the jails, you institutionalize them in the shelters, you institutionalize them. And then also I'm going to branch out and say uh, many of the older people who they send to nursing homes and things like that, Many of these people could live in their own apartments and places like that and have a nursing, uh, uh, some kind of nursing uh, aid, health aid or something like that. And they have their own privacy. They don't have to live in a place where it's only for uh, older people. And they can uh, get some kind of socialization by going to uh, adult uh, senior centers and things like that at their leisure when they choose to. They might go today and not tomorrow. They might decide, I want to do it today. I don't want to tomorrow. So they should not be forced to go into these homes and then they are sad and whatever and they wind up dying in there and not, you know, living or they wind up hurting people with COVID into the, uh, the facilities with the older people. They don't care if they live or die. That's what Cuomo did. So these places are not for helping. They are to inhibit your freedoms and to make sure you are not free to do what you want to do. In some places, they will take your money. They will take your checks. If you get Social Security from working, if you get Social Security from being ill, if you uh, have if whatever the case may be, they will find a way to take your money and then try to feed you slop. Uh, in these places where somebody can't prepare food for you or you can't prepare your own food. Some of these people may have limited ways to prepare food. I'm going to begin to show people if you have disabilities and things, how you may be able to work around and do some things for yourself and get some level of independence. You, you won't still be able to work, but you'll be able to do some things. Like for instance, if you want to try to straighten up a counter or something like that, there can be lightweight chairs and things like that that you can go underneath uh, the counter and you don't have to bend down. If you have problems, you can sit on a chair and get into the cupboards and do something. You can get uh, food items. You can put food items in. You can straighten up. If you go into the refrigerator, you can get a lightweight chair that you can uh, sit there and take foods out and do things and you don't have to bend and do all kinds of things that's not conducive to your physical situation. There's so many things that can be done so that people will have a better experience at home, even when they're old. And uh, <clears throat> you can always have a nursing aide 
at their homes. And then they have the VNS, the visiting nurse service that will also come out and make sure these people are doing okay. And they can have uh, cameras and things in the home to make sure people are not abusing them. And they can make sure they have visitors and things like that. And that they also have some time scheduled where they can go to uh, uh, adults, uh, senior centers and different things not just senior centers they can have performances and different things that they offer to people that are um elderly so for instance they don't have to be inside of uh nursing homes to be able to benefit from being elderly so if they're elderly there should be some kind of thing where they allow uh, elderly people to get into certain Broadway shows, uh, to get into this, to get into that, uh, and uh, participate. And if they want to participate in a group going, they can do that. They need to get these services going so that they can establish something that people can have their independence and live in their own home and still have their children visit them and things like that. And they can, uh, because a lot of the people in nursing homes aren't absent-minded or don't have what they call Alzheimer's, who knows if it's real or not. Uh, but these people don't have these things where they have a memory problem where they can't uh, function. Uh, some of these people have just physical functions and they can get a home health aid to help them out. They have uh, some limitations on their function. Why should they have to be in a nursing home? Uh, why should they have to be relegated to just people of their own age? If they want that, then that would be their choice. But they should be in society with everybody else. They should not be relegated to you just be around old people. They can be around young people and get some stimulation from young people. And they can be around uh, people who are middle age and teenager. They should be able to be around the population. Why do they have to be cattle herded into a place where they can't uh, be a part of the community? They have to be only with your kind. That's like black people only have to be segregated with black people. So old people have to be segregated in nursing homes with old people. And then they try to take control of your money and they don't let you cook. And if the people are creative and fun and they know how to cook and things like that, they can do that. They have limitations. Why should they not be able to do that? Because they're in these homes. Some may have cooking facilities and whatever, but the majority don't. They take the people's money and tell them how to live, when to come and go, and things like that, and uh, what time they have to be in for the night. There's just so many different things. And um, uh, in uh, some of these uh, programs and places where they want to put uh, people who are uh, nomadic, they call them uh, homeless, they want to tell them what time to be in. Anytime you have a place that you have to be in at a certain time, the government controls you. You don't have your freedoms. Uh, you should be able to come and go as you choose. They can have security like every other place that will uh, secure the building for people coming and going. But you're, you should never be restricted from access or egress. Whenever you are restricted from access or egress, that is some form of incarceration. So when people are in shelter systems, not only are they in a room with 50 people exposed to COVID, exposed to colds, exposed to flu, whatever the case may be, monkeypox, anything, because they're in a room with 50 people. Uh, 
they're exposed to this, they're exposed to uh, mental, mental uh, stress, not mental illness, but stress, because they're in a room with 50 people, 50 people where somebody's talking at all times, somebody's doing something at all times, you have to deal with some 50 people or whoever amount of people watching a TV or having to decide over a show, what kind of health is that? So it's not conducive to uh, healthy living to be in these kind of settings. And where the they herd you around and tell you where to go, that's prison. Uh, if the people are, they have to share a television, they have to be 50 in a room and all that, that's a prison. Some prisons have a room where 50 people or whoever are in it, and some prisons have a room where you go into your own cell or you go into a cell with two people. I don't think it's okay to be in a cell with two people because of the fact of the problem of rape in jail. <clears throat> and someone can be abused in jail cells by their roommate, or they call them bunkies or whatever, because of the fact that they're behind closed doors at night, and it's just them too. Some people have forged great friendships by being a cellmate to somebody and, and whatever, but the fact that the it's possible for there to be sexual abuse and the person not tell, we don't want people to be two in a room in uh jails and uh they have the 50 in the room in jails they have the single cell the two people in the room in jail should not be uh the 50 in the room it's terrible but at least everybody can see what is happening to someone and possibly intervene uh but that is still unhealthy just like the shelter system so the shelter system is like the jail and then the, in the shell in the jail they tell you where to go when to go during the day and uh where to be in the shelter system, they do the same thing. They tell you what room to stay in, where to go, where to be. And if per chance they don't let you stay during the day, which a lot of them don't, don't, they make you go outside. So you're homeless again. So the only difference with the jail system is that they force you out into uh, outside so that you have to be outside. Now, if you don't have anything that you're scheduled to do, then you're wandering the streets aimlessly. You don't have a bathroom. You don't have water. You don't have uh, the different things that you, you don't have food. You don't have the, the things that you need. So the government is abusing them when they send them out into the streets. They're neglecting them because they don't have a bathroom. They're neglecting them because they don't have a source of water and they don't have the different things that they need. Uh, they're exposed to the elements. Uh, in some cases, they may be out in the rain. In some cases, they may be out in the cold. Uh, they may, uh, and they do this with the men a lot, but they do it with women too. So we need to stop the government from forcing people into shelters and then abusing them and still having them uh, out in the street during the day. So they're homeless, essentially. They haven't uh, really sheltered them. They've uh, made them... Uh, victims and slaves to the shelter system and they cattle them around when they're in there and then when they when and during the day they force them out into the street where they live a homeless nomadic life anyway so the shelters are not living up to what they pretend they're doing now uh it's like a jail system because uh the people are in there and they are having to share with everybody they have to eat with everybody they have to do things at you know with everybody in a group setting which is unhealthy you can participate in a group things at your leisure 
it should not be forced on you to have to deal with 50 people. And if the shelter has a thousand people in there, or if the shelter has a hundred people, how many ever you have to deal with that many people when you pass them in the halls on your way to the bathroom or on your way to eat or whatever, you have to deal with a uh, like it's almost like you're in Times Square or uh, Tiananmen Square or whatever place holds a lot of people. It's like you're in these places where there's a big hustle and bustle. And that's not healthy for the mentality to always be in a classroom setting, a jail setting, a setting where you're always in a group and you have no downtime for peace and uh, just to have a long time with you and God, a long time by yourself, people need to have doors and keys. They need to have a place where they can go to live by themselves or with their family and close doors and go and come as they please. If in the night, they uh, have menstruation and need to go to the store to get pads, they should do that. If they want to get a specific food at night, they are not prisoners as far as we know. But essentially, they made them prisoners because they can't leave the shelter to go out and get something from a store if they want to go out at 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. And many places, the stores are open and you can't say just criminals are out at two and three. The, uh, many places, they have a, a, a very, uh, you know, popping life after dark. And uh, sometimes people go out and need things from the store, they water, whatever the case may be. You should have the right to go out. If uh, you want to celebrate uh, New Year's or something and New Year's just came in, uh, people in the shelter wouldn't be able to have uh, uh, 12 o'clock, uh, they wouldn't be able to celebrate bringing in the new year or they wouldn't be able to celebrate being out two or, at two in the morning or three. Uh, it's their right to do that. This is a free country. It's their right. They, If they never take advantage of going outside at two and three, that's their business, but they should always have the right to do that. And so being in the shelter is not conducive to uh, the constitution and freedoms. So a shelter is unconstitutional. While it meets some of the needs, like being able to sleep on a bed at a certain time and, uh, you know, being able to do it, they force them to sleep at a certain time. Like you can't uh, go into your bedrooms uh, at a certain time. And then when you get in there, there's 50 other people or 20 other people or how many other people come at the time you come. So you're dealing with a massive amount of people. Uh, you don't have the things that you need in the shelter. You don't have a kitchen. You don't have a place that you can cook. You don't have a refrigerator where you can purchase things and uh, have foods to, that you can keep in there and keep cold. And you don't have places to have water and a variety of food. So you're not going to be as healthy as you would be in a, a place of your own. So the government needs to be working on putting people in a place of their own, not the shelter where they're there for a year, two years, three years, five years, and go into jail and then go into the other system. Uh, so the shelter systems is not conducive for people that are nomads or they call them homeless. And the mental health system is a farce. It works in, um, it works with, uh, the, uh, cops. It works with the, the court system. It works with the hospitals, the forensic hospitals. It works with the mental 
health pseudo system. It works with all these things. It works with the landlords and these uh, people uh, are allowing these landlords to buy buildings and have massive buildings and be slumlords all over the place and they are the responsible uh, people for homelessness. They are responsible for why homelessness has shot up. It's not for just lack of paying. People are not paying because they have a slumlord. And, the, and then I can't stress this enough. The government is not forcing the landlords to fix the homes, which makes the tenant incur costs that they would not have and they can't pay their rent. They will not be able to pay their rent. Many people have had to go to hotels. Uh, they go to hotels indefinitely. They go to hotels certain nights. They go to hotels weekly, monthly, whatever the case may be. Uh, they have to pay for food. Uh, they have to pay for cooked food, so that's higher. And they have to pay for three meals a day if they are not being starved because they have to uh, cut down on what they can eat so they don't eat three meals. You have to think of what the people in the slumlord situation are dealing with. That's why it's such so heinous that Raphael Warnick is a slumlord and they voted for him in uh, Georgia. And with the Twitter files, you never know if these people really won or not. That's the question. Uh, there'll always be question marks over the Democrats whether they really won or not because the FBI, CIA, and uh, Democrats were interfering in the elections. Then you wonder how far back does this go and how deep does this go? And is this only um, um, pertaining to the presidential election or is this the elections in general? So we need to figure this out. Um, not only that, uh, but the people that are considered nomads and things like that, uh, they had they came from the slumlord situation, and the slumlords uh, they cause people to have um, more expenses, like they got to buy the heaters, they may have to replace the refrigerator, or they may have to just buy the foods out. Uh, and they get the higher expenses. They may have to pay for uh, repairs and things like that. So the people that are in the homes and dealing with slumlords, you just think, oh, it's a bad situation. They don't have heat and whatever. You don't know the expenses that they incur as to why they can't pay their rent. And then instead of pointing at the landlord and saying they, they did wrong and jailing them for abuses, uh, inhumane abuse, civil rights abuses, uh, constitutional abuses, uh, all kinds of, uh, abuses. And then, uh, they, uh, they put the person, uh, in the scenario where, uh, you are mentally ill because you couldn't take care of yourself. You didn't pay rent. You weren't responsible. They don't say these landlords are slumlords and we are going to arrest them. We're going to put in place things that will stop them. Well, I'm going to make sure that things are in place till criminalize the landlords for doing these things, for causing homelessness, and to criminalize the system and the people in the government who were helping the landlords by not showing that they were being abusive to their tenants, by not showing that the heat was not on, by not showing that they did, they failed to do the repairs, by not showing that the person had to eat out instead of having a refrigerator and the person had to stay at a hotel and pay for the hotel. And so they could not pay their rent. I'm going to make sure that
that uh, the city is held responsible criminally and civilly, and also the uh, landlord, slumlord, is held responsible civilly and criminally. And we'll see if they will be prevented from owning properties to, to rent out anymore, or if they are prevented from owning multiple dwellings so that other people will be able to rent out property. So they may have to be limited to how many places they can own so that other people who are responsible can own properties and rent them out because they can't just buy up properties and then hold them. And if they're not able to rent, then they're specifically doing it so people can't rent. So we want to make sure we can put laws in place that'll put the slumlords in their place. They may not be able to rent out uh, anymore and have a limit to how many places they can own. And we can get people who will own uh, places and do right by their tenants. And also, New York State has and New York City has owned buildings and been slumlords. So a lot of the people that are homeless and didn't pay their rent and had like the scenario that I have described, they were dealing with New York City as their landlords because, you know, New York City owns some of these buildings and the landlord that got them evicted was New York City or it was passed to another landlord and it started with the city as the slumlord and then the next landlord became a slumlord and then the person got evicted for not paying the rent. So uh, this will stop. We're going to stop it and criminalize this behavior by the government and by the slumlords and whoever participates in it. Water of the word. Wow. Segment. Mark seven twenty four to 30. And from thence he arose and went into the borders of Tyre and Sidon and entered into an house and would have no man know it, but he could not be hid. For a certain woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard of him and came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by nation, and she besought him that he would cast forth the devil out of her daughter. But Jesus said unto her, Let the children first be filled, for it is not meet to take the children's bread and to cast it unto the dogs. And she answered and said unto him, Yes, Lord, yet the dogs under the table eat of the children's crumbs. And he said unto her, For this saying, Go thy way, the devil is gone out of thy daughter. And when she was come to her house, she found the devil gone out and her daughter laid upon the bed. Sharon Brown sings SBS segment. Ain't gonna make no bones about it. For I know that there's no doubt about it. For I know. Jesus Christ is Lord. Uh huh. Jesus Christ is Lord. Uh huh. He died upon the cross. Uh huh. To save our sinful souls. For I know that Jesus Christ is Lord. Uh huh. Ain't gonna make no bones about it. For I know that there's no doubt about it. For I know that Jesus Christ is Lord. 
The church shall bear the light. Uh huh. Having confessed the Christ. Uh huh. And hell shall not require. For I know that Jesus Christ is Lord. Uh huh. That Jesus Christ is Lord. Lord. That Jesus Christ is Lord. Lord. That Jesus Christ is Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. This is the New Year song. You can sing it all year long. You will not get the gong. Praise Jesus Christ, God's Son. This year's blessings are to come. Every day, praise the Holy One. That's the Holy Spirit and God. I'm not done. Praise Jesus Christ, God's Son. For God so loved the world that He gave. His only begotten Son. That whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. This is the new year song. You can sing it all year long. You will not get the gong. Praise Jesus Christ, God's Son. This year's blessings are to come. Every day, praise the Holy One. That's the Holy Spirit and God. I'm not done. Praise Jesus Christ, God's Son. For God so loved the world that He gave. His only begotten Son. That whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year. In Jesus' name, have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year. In Jesus' name, in Jesus, in Jesus, in Jesus. Name.
have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November. This will be a year to remember from January to December. Stoke the flames of faith. It just takes an ember. I pray you stay blessed, no mess, and that you don't break under pressure. Just stay limber. Resist the devil and he will flee thee. Him useless you can render. Witness about Christ life, death, and resurrection to make others a Christian member. Winter, spring, summer, fall, or you can just say timber. Reciprocate this message to the sender all year round and at the year ender. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. This is the New Year song. You can sing it all year long. You will not get the gong. Praise Jesus Christ, God's Son. This year's blessings are to come. Every day, praise the Holy One. That's the Holy Spirit and God. I'm not done. Praise Jesus Christ, God's Son. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Confess Jesus Christ as Lord and start the new year right. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year in Jesus' name. This is the New Year song. You can sing it all year long. You will not get the gong. Praise Jesus Christ, God's Son. This year, blessings are to come. Every day, praise the Holy One. That's the Holy Spirit and God. I'm not done. Praise Jesus Christ, the Son. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Confess Jesus Christ as Lord and start the new year right. Have a happy, healthy, holy, Hallelujah, New Year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, Hallelujah, New Year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, Hallelujah, New Year in Jesus' name. Oh, have a happy, oh, have a healthy, oh, have a holy, oh, have a Hallelujah, New Year in Jesus' name. 
Oh, have a happy. Oh, have a healthy. Oh, have a holy. Oh, have a hallelujah new year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah new year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah new year. In Jesus' name, in Jesus, in Jesus, in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year, in Jesus' name. January, January, February, February, March, March, April, April, May, May, June, June, July, July, August, August, September, September, October, October, November, November, December, December. This will be a year to remember from January, January to December, December. Stoke the flames of faith. It just takes an ember. I pray you stay blessed, no mess. And that you don't break under pressure. Just stay limber. Resist the devil and he will flee thee. Him useless you can render. Witness about Christ, life, death, and resurrection. To make others a Christian member. Winter, spring, summer, fall. Or you can just say timber. Reciprocate this message to the sender. All year round and at the year-ender. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year. In Jesus' name, have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year. In Jesus' name, have a happy, healthy, holy, Hallelujah, New Year, in Jesus' name, have a happy, healthy, holy, Hallelujah, New Year, in Jesus' name, this is the New Year song, you can sing it all year long. You will not get the gong. Jesus Christ will come along. Praise God's only Son. Jesus Christ, the only begotten One. For God so loved the world that He gave. His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Confess Jesus Christ is Lord, and get the new year right. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year. In Jesus' name, have a happy, healthy, holy, 
Hallelujah, New Year. In Jesus' name, have a happy, healthy, holy. Hallelujah, New Year. In Jesus' name, in Jesus, in Jesus, in Jesus' name. January, January, February, February, March, March, April, April, May, May, June, June, July, July, August, August, September, September. October, October, November, November, December, December. This will be a year to remember. From January, January to December, December. Stoke the flames of faith. It just takes an ember. I pray you stay blessed, no mess. And that you don't break under pressure. Just stay limber. Resist the devil and he will flee thee. Him useless you can render. Witness about Christ. Life, death, and resurrection to make others members, to make others Christian members, to make others members, to make others Christian members witness about Christ. Life, death, and resurrection to make others Christian members. Winter, spring, summer, fall, or you can just say timber. Reciprocate this message to the sender. All year round and at the year ender. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year. In Jesus' name, have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' In Jesus, in Jesus' name. Oh, have a happy, oh, have a healthy, oh, have a holy, oh, have a hallelujah new year. In Jesus' name, have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year. In Jesus' name, oh, have a happy, oh, have a healthy, oh, have a holy, oh, have a hallelujah, new year. In Jesus' name, have a happy, healthy, holy, Hallelujah, New Year, in Jesus' name, this is the New Year song, you can sing it all year long, you will not get the gong, Jesus Christ will come along. Praise Jesus Christ all year long. Oh, have a happy, oh, have a healthy, oh, have a holy, oh, have a hallelujah new year in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah new year 
in Jesus name oh have a happy oh have a healthy oh have a holy oh have a hallelujah new year in Jesus name have a happy healthy holy hallelujah new year in Jesus name this is the new year song you can sing it all year long you will not get the gong Jesus Christ will come along praise Jesus Christ all year long oh have a happy oh have a healthy oh have a holy oh have a hallelujah new year in Jesus name have a happy healthy holy hallelujah new year in Jesus name oh have a happy oh have a healthy oh have a holy oh have a hallelujah new year in Jesus name have a happy healthy holy hallelujah new year in Jesus name have a happy healthy holy hallelujah new year in Jesus name have a happy healthy holy hallelujah new year in Jesus name in Jesus in Jesus in Jesus name have a happy healthy holy hallelujah new year in Jesus name January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. This will be a year to remember from January to December. Stoke the flames of faith it just take a number. I pray you stay blessed, no mess, and that you don't break under pressure. Just stay limber. Resist the devil and he will flee thee. Him useless you can render witness about Christ, life, death, and resurrection to make others a Christian member. Winter, spring, summer, fall, or you can just say timber. Reciprocate this message to the sender all year round and at the year ender. Have a happy, healthy, holy. Hallelujah, New Year, in Jesus' name, have a happy, healthy, holy, Hallelujah, New Year, in Jesus' name, have a happy, healthy, holy, Hallelujah, New Year, in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year, in Jesus' name. This is the new year song. You can sing it all 
along You will not get the goal Praise Jesus Christ, God's Son This year's blessings are to come Every day praise the Holy One That's the Holy Spirit and God I'm not done Praise Jesus Christ, God's Son. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish. But have everlasting life Confess Jesus Christ is Lord And get the new year right January, February, March, April, May June, July, August, September October, November, December This will be a year to remember From January to December Stoke the frames of faith It just is an ember I pray you stay blessed, no mess And that you don't break under pressure Just stay limber Resist the devil And he will flee thee Him useless you can render Witness about Christ Life, death, and resurrection To make others a Christian member Winter, spring, summer, fall Or you can just say timber Reciprocate this message to the sender All year round and at the year ender Have a happy, healthy, holy Hallelujah, new year In Jesus' name Have a happy, healthy, holy Hallelujah, new year In Jesus' name have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, new year, in Jesus' name. Have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah. New Year in Jesus' name. Salvation Nation SN segment. Romans 10, 9 and 10. For if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart God hath raised him from the dead, Thou shalt be saved, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Repeat after me, Jesus, I confess you as Lord, and I believe in my heart that you rose from the dead. You said in your word, if I confess you as Lord, and I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead, that I am saved. I have done so. And I am saved. Thank you, Lord. Sharon and the Rose of Sharon segment. 
You've just listened to the Sharon Brown podcast, where the rose of Sharon is the star. Jesus is the rose of Sharon.